Yep, that's us. That's just a taste of what you're in for. You're listening to the Wine and Whiteboards podcast miniseries, Drunken Marketing. We're here to drink some wine and share ridiculously hilarious and real marketing experiences with you. We're all part of a B2B marketing team and work together at our nine to five. Sometimes working in marketing can be funny, annoying, or just straight up weird. Our team is going to give you a behind the scenes look at marketing while sharing hilarious stories and situations that we found ourselves in. Let's be real. Some of these stories may not have been funny at the time, but in hindsight, they make us laugh and we've grown to become better marketers because of them. So grab a glass of wine and join us as we tell you the lessons we've learned the hard and funny way. Welcome to another episode of Drunken Marketing. We're super excited for another episode with you guys. And today we are talking animated video fails. So animated videos have really helped us with our marketing and sales process. We've worked on a lot of them over the course of the last couple of years, and they continue to be something that has always kind of challenged us. We're not sure if it's because we didn't have a super clear process in the beginning. Maybe it was our vendor selection, but either way, it's safe to say this is our kryptonite. So for those of you who have created animated videos, this episode is for you. So let's grab a glass of wine and drink to our video fails. Cheers. Uh, Cheers. So our first video that we did was back in 2016, and I feel like been so long where we kind of forget some of the details of it but essentially we went with this theme that was like sports but it didn't really turn out to be like sports at the end it kind of had like a mix of other things company has nothing to do with sports no (laughs) it was supposed to be an analogy right like you get all the different players and you have to bring them together maybe okay well it opens up with like baseball and then it goes over to hockey but then it jumps into this other like world I call it like the Dr. Seuss look because that was the best way I could explain it and I was like going straight to the Grinch movie where like you know they're in that male sorting room and it like it would like have all these weird tubes that the presents would get like sucked up in and all that so it kind of turned into a weird like creepy I don't know, machine, because it was like technology it went to. So if that helps with explaining it, I don't know. I feel like we need to include images, like just some screenshots along with this episode so people know what we're talking about. But it it reminds me of like all those creepy 90s movies. Like, did you guys watch Fern Gully? Like, there's always that weird, like, small, like the video does start like, okay, we've got hockey and baseball and there's a coach. And I think we were showing how you bring things together, different separated parts. I'm not sure. And then it did go to the creepy mail sorter and it, it gets really dark and gloomy at that part. And I honestly don't even know how the video ends, Paige. Like, I don't know if it goes back to it sports. Goes back or if it to just... sports. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I rewatched that it. I, I remember them they did do what are they storyboards and they like put images and then I think they put a little explainer text but it's really hard to imagine that in video form until you see it all come together and I'm going to be honest this was Charlotte and I Paige I don't were you even a part of our team at that point no I think I just started when you guys were ending this video and I was like too early to chime in and be like 
Ooh. <laughs> you know, like you're not really part of the team quite yet. <laughs> yeah, this was pre-Katie, pre-Kelly. Charlotte and I, let's just admit, we both aren't good at videos. And our videos have definitely improved now that Paige is on the team, but we've had other fails. Besides. I was going to ask that when you met with the person who produced the video, did you show him screenshots from the Grinch movie and said, this is exactly <laughs> what we're going for? So I'm hoping this kind of paints a picture of what this video looked like. It essentially mixed like two very different themes together and I'm not sure it was super successful, but it was back in 2016. We've learned a few things along the way. And in 2018, we decided to do a new video because we had gotten into a new market and Charlotte and Sarah kind of started this process or maybe it was just Charlotte. I can't remember, but we had hired this firm that was in London, I want to say. And I was kind of brought in midway in the process. And Did we snag this away from Charlotte because it wasn't yes. going very well? <laughs> yes. So, I mean, to be fair, like, it made more sense for me as the designer to do this because she's the leader. She has other things to be focusing on. So it kind of was like, oh, let's pass it over to Paige. She has more time. She's the creative mindset. Let's do that. And we had decided to do this, like, hiking or camping theme. So we're like, okay, we've learned from the last video mistake. Let's do this. It sounds great. But it kind of turned out a little interesting. Sarah? Well, we got the camping and hiking theme because you had designed a piece of collateral for yeah. us. So we thought, like, Kelly was asking, like, when you met with the animator for the previous video, like, how did they go about it? And I was like, I don't remember meeting with an animator. So maybe, number one, that was our clear red flag fa failure. At some point, they must have sent us something, but I feel like it was all done via email. I don't know if that's a thing. In my mind, I don't remember talking to a person at all. So at least this time, Paige, I thought we were going in with a plan because we were just going to have them translate the collateral, which had a hiking camping theme. And we actually had a meeting with the person. So, and I definitely remember this meeting along the way. Yeah, at one point we were kind of like, not getting to where we wanted to go and we had some changes so like sarah and i had this video call with her and was it video or maybe just audio i can't remember but i, I remember having okay because i remember having to go on mute for some of it because we were like trying to be so polite and like understanding like i'm a designer i know like not everything turns out amazing but like there was some things that were she was suggesting that i was just like uh-huh no, no, I don't know about that. Like, she was explaining, like, well, okay, so they're going to hold this, like, map, and they're trying to figure out where they're going, and then they'll throw the map in the air, and it would magically turn into, like, what about, like, a picnic table? And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I just, it was hard to picture. <laughs> so we ran into some things like that. There was, the like, a compass that I could not get over where the compass was like turning into an eyeball for some of the transitions. And that kind of like turned me off. So we definitely had that awkward conversation of like explaining what wasn't going well, why we didn't like it, trying to like help go down a better path. Well, and to each their own, right? Like if you love the idea of a compass turning into an eyeball or a map turning into a picnic table, then more power to you everyone has a certain style like it seems i don't know like sporadic and fun that's not 
Like, I feel like the markets we work in are a little bit more serious. So we definitely have to play to their likes, but maybe you do work in an industry where something like that would go over really well. I think she was, we were trying to show some transformational change, I think is where we were going, because it does sound crazy when you say like a compass coming out of an eyeball. And like, I just remember she kept getting into like, what are they called? Swiss army knives. So like she wanted different things to come out of each part of the Swiss army knife and like to show it was like a jack of all trades solution. And I don't know, she kept talking about everything being tossed in the air. Like I felt like there was a chair and there was a tent and everything would get tossed up and then turned into this other thing miraculously. And Paige and I were dying. Like we, Charlotte was not present for this call. Like we were trying, we were still kind of I don't know, getting a feel for each other. We were not as developed as a team. And I think we were both just like, I don't know what we are doing or how we got in this position. And we went down the road with them pretty far. Like they actually created an animated video for us. And I think Paige tried to help with some of the graphics along the way. And then at a certain point, Paige, I think we, we gave up on it, didn't we? We were just like, We've spent a lot of money, but this is not right. It will never be right, and we have to throw in the towel. That's impressive, though, that for the first video to this one, you've learned so much of at least just being like, this is what we're looking for. You got to see it, and then we're like, nah, it's not even working for us. Like with the last one, it sounds like we were just like, we don't see it, but I guess we'll accept this video, and we'll just keep moving on. And then I'm just trying to figure out, like I'm trying to – branch out and be like okay how can a map turn into a picnic table is it because you can look at a map and it brings people together and you sit at a picnic like i'm trying so far-fetched to figure out what they were even trying to envision here and that's i'm like a compass can help you see the world <laughs> i don't know i'm trying but i just don't understand why they thought that was gonna work yeah she like put in a lot of effort with some of these ideas and we just we kind of come to the understanding that we were forcing a theme that just wasn't working. And I don't know if it was really honestly her fault, our fault. It was probably a good mix, but it was just like, okay, we work for a technology firm or a technology company and like hiking and technology, I guess just wasn't the best mix. And that might have been why. So when we decided to end the contract with them, we paid them out for their time. We made sure that we were appropriate. You know, we had a contract to, you know, pay for, but we decided to go and redo it. And we used Upwork and we've, we've talked about this before. Like we use them to hire different firms and contractors, freelancers, that kind of thing. And it was really nice in Upwork where we could go through and review what their past videos were like their portfolio. So I kind of narrowed it down to what we were looking for. And this guy, he seemed to have his shit together. Like he was like, okay, this is the process. I work by every 30 seconds. It's, you know, like this is how many changes you get. This is the cost. It seemed pretty laid out. So we're like, oh, let's, let's do a new fresh start and then see how it goes. But I don't know if it was just me guys, but it seemed to be like, he didn't have a ton of creativity where I had to do like all the design stuff, but he was a really good animator. I mean, depending on the price, and I think they were newer at the time, so we weren't spending a whole lot of money on it. Like maybe it would be okay for you to provide a little bit of, I guess, provide a little bit of the design vision. But then we did use this person a couple of years later and they had raised their price. And I don't know that you had to do design then, but I mean, 
like essentially you're hiring a service. So you don't want to get stuck doing a bunch of work for someone that you're hiring them to do. I want to give a little bit of a shout out to Upwork. If you haven't listened to our previous episodes, that's where we get a lot of our freelancers for a bunch of various different projects that we do. So if you're looking to hire someone, I would recommend checking there. Or if you're a freelancer and you're looking for work, I would also recommend checking it out to see if opportunities for you. Didn't we get them from Envato? I thought they were from the Envato studio, not Upwork. Because weren't we able to see their different designs and things? I don't care. It doesn't matter. Only that I want to give a shout out to Envato too, because they do have designers on their Don't They page and all the different like templates and stuff. So, and I think you can check out their work to see what they've done previously. So we use Envato and Upwork a lot and we probably intermingle them sometimes. You're completely right. As soon as you said it, I was like, shoot, you're right. It wasn't Upwork. I used Upwork so much that it was just like top of mind. I was like, oh, it must have been Upwork that we hired him on. But no, it was Envato because there's a part of Envato where you can hire people from. There's, there's, what's it called? Isn't it Envato Elements or something yeah. or Envato Studio? They have like a couple different ones. Exactly. Yeah. So we found them on there. And yeah, we've used them for a couple of videos that we've done like recently in the last couple of years. We, I was gonna, I kind of forgot to share with you guys. Do you remember the weird instance where like he, his name was like Dimitri, but then he would randomly reply to me as Dean. And I was like, oh, it must just be like multiple people that he like under his organization. But at one point he would say like, oh, Dean is my, my American name that I use. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I was thinking it was that same company that would go from a map to a, you know, picnic table. If you also think Dimitri and Dean are basically the same name, you can go right into each other. Yeah, D&D. It's like, it makes total sense. I, I will have to give them credit. I do feel like the process worked better though, Paige. I know you still had to do some design, so maybe the creativity was lacking, but I kind of felt like it worked doing the frame by frame designs and only like they would send us 30 seconds and then we would go back and review, like Paige would make her suggestions, then we would review it as a team and we would kind of determine the things we wanted them to go back and work on. So they hadn't gotten a minute or two into the video and then we had to like redo everything. I think it gave us a little more control. Yeah, he he explained that you have one to two changes that are included in the price per 30 seconds, which doesn't sound like a lot, but honestly, if you have like, you send them your first iterations, they do updates, then you send another couple, that's reasonable because, I mean, when you're doing a video and you're animating, it takes a lot of time. So you wanna make sure that you get them all the edits that you need all in the same amount of the same time frame. But working 30 seconds was really nice because then we didn't get too far ahead of ourselves, and then come back and being like, ooh, I don't like any of this. And now I've wasted time and like money. And it just, it was, I think that was what we did in the last video wrong. <laughs> so we learned from that one. Right, um, it's much easier to change direction when you've only made 30 seconds of progress. Whereas if you're getting a two minute and 30 second video and you don't like the entire direction, it's a lot less work to, to restart. Exactly. So for the next video that we did, we said that we worked with the same person. So he started doing the same type of process where we worked every 30 seconds, but our video ended up being like Katie said, two minutes and 30 seconds. So 
it took a long time to get done. And Katie will attest to this. My gosh, I, yes, the process was much smoother, but it took forever. Oh my goodness. I think we started it in July because it was something we had identified as a Q3 rock. And if you've listened to our episode about our offsite and how we do our goal planning, what are things that have to get done each quarter are called a rock. So this video was one of our rocks for Q3 back in, I guess, 2019. And so we started in July. I think the script went really, really quick because we had just took like a piece of collateral or something and identified what needed to be covered in it. That took like a week or two. We're like, oh my gosh, this is going so well. Like the script is done. Now we're gonna hire the video guy and it's gonna be great. I swear. It did not get done until like the end of January. I kid you not. Like, I have no idea how that happened. Like, I don't know if he was super busy, but I would recommend having a strict timeline. I don't think like we gave him like a, like an end all be all. We must have this video done on this date kind of thing. So I don't know if he kept on like pushing our project or what, but I don't know, Paige, as a freelancer, maybe you can, like, add a little bit in there. But, I mean, the video ended up turning out good. I'm satisfied with it. It just took so freaking long. Yeah, I remember writing a really good review for him in the end. But in there, I made sure to say, like, if you're on a tight deadline, like, you might have to be realistic with that or talk to this person and, kind of, like, pay extra for a fee to get it rushed, whatever it was. Because I do remember it taking probably two or three times as long as I expected. And I went back through my conversations with him before our like our meeting right now, just to kind of bring it back to mind. And he had in his his job description that he had a three-day, what's it called? Turnaround like a, time? Yeah, three-day turnaround time. So he would respond to you and or get you edits within three days. I'm like, cool. But like we had said earlier, I think he started to bite off more than he could chew and he was growing his business and he kind of was overwhelmed with projects maybe. And we were deprioritized because I remember reaching out to him a couple times for like, he wasn't responding for almost like two weeks. And if he did, it was like a one-off question. And then he wouldn't respond again. And I was like, like that doesn't count as part of your turnaround time. Like you're supposed to provide edits within the three days, not like reply to one email every three days. No. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, was this like you're going around it of like, oh, I responded. But I mean, videos do take a long time. We expect that. But when it takes like six months to finish something, it's like, oh, like shit. Like we, we just, we were kind of expecting to release it. We needed it by a certain day, but in the end, we loved the video. It turned out great. It was exactly what we wanted, but it definitely took a little bit of time. And we've kind of learned from that process. And because it took forever, we kind of decided maybe we should bring some videos in house. And so <laughs> during quarantine, we did just that. And we decided to try some on our own. I remember doing some in Vimeo last month for our conference and it's a lot harder than you think it is. So for all those people that are animators, kudos, because it is a very big skill. And it's something that I kind of have to get and learn. But I know Katie did one on her own too. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know what you're talking about. You need all this skill. Katie is so talented. She did this even pre-COVID. She rocked out her own video for a conference on her sweet little iPhone. Yeah, guys, I'm basically a professional in iMovie. Let me tell you. Just kidding. <laughs> I am not a professional. I am not good, but let me give you a little bit of backstory. So there's this conference that our company attends every single year, and I appreciate them providing new marketing opportunities and new way to get your brand out there. So for the past two years, they've been offering a video entry for all sponsors of the event. It used to be that everyone got a five-minute time slot at like a, what am I trying to say? Like a, a conference-style dinner, so like a fancy sit-down dinner. Each sponsor would have one representative that got five minutes at the mic. So people started getting a little bit out of hand with that, running over their time, and it was causing the event to run super long. So they started offering a five-minute or I think like a two-minute video instead of the five minutes at the mic. So I get that they had to do that for like the sake of their conference. And the first year videos were very subpar, like most people just recorded them on an iPhone. Some people didn't do them at all and recorded them in their hotel room the night before the dinner. So like quality was real low the first year. So then the second, and we put a lot of, not like a lot of effort into ours the first year, but like a decent amount. And we had one of the better videos there. And so then year two comes around to enter these videos and I'm like, you know what? People did not spend a lot of time on these videos last year. Like, quality was not great. I'm not going to worry too much about it. Let's just do some little iMovie interviews with our team members that are attending and call it a day. Well, F me, right? Because everyone shows up at this conference for a year two and has like professional like video commercials with drones and all this like high quality tech camera, like all the good things that you can imagine. And then here I am with my little like interview that I recorded people on my phone and did it in iMovie on my cell phone. It's not a great feeling. I didn't attend this conference, but definitely not a great feeling for everyone to come back and say, hey, Katie, we got to step up our video game next year. Like everyone had professional commercials this year. That doesn't feel very good. But, you know, sometimes you have to make these hard decisions. And when you have other important things going on, you have to prioritize. And that's what I did because I didn't think everyone would have professional commercial like videos entered in for year two so that was my video fail I do know how to use iMovie on my iPhone now so that's great but I don't know that it's a skill that I'll be using very much in the future <laughs> I mean I don't know Katie do you think any of those companies have their own like video editing team or anything or maybe they hire it out one day I would love for us to have our own video animators, editors, that would be amazing because well, we've all learned a few skills or two, I don't think we're professional editors by any stretch of the imagination. I don't know, Sarah. They had drones and stuff like that. I don't know if we'll ever have <laughs> video <laughs> drones. I'm just going to point out that at least it happened this year, 2020, which everybody has forgotten about the beginning of the year. So we put together a good video of the previous year, 
this year, no one's even going to remember the video. So I think that it was the perfect year to do it. And it's just a wash. Mm -hmm. I did. I worked at Toyota before I worked at the company that we work for now. And there was a specific, I mean, obviously Toyota is a huge company, but there was a specific video person that they had on staff there where he was like always working on pro videos, always working on commercials. Like he was able to take um, professional pictures and things like that. So if you work at a larger company, you might be blessed to have a position like that. But unfortunately, when you only work at a company of less than a hundred video animator slash videographer slash photographer probably is not within um, your company's talent range. Well, I will say, Paige, you kind of already alluded to this, but like two weeks ago, we had our big event that we put on and we got some last minute testimonials and videos for the event that poor Paige had to spend a lot of time editing because they were really awkward. This was our fault, I think. In hindsight, we should have done a few things differently, but we didn't have like an awesome camera crew to send to these people to interview them. So we asked them to record themselves on like Zoom, Teams, something like that. And we sent them a list of questions to reference. However, when you let people just go at it and stare at themselves on the screen while trying to answer questions. It's not very conversational. It's really awkward because one, they're either reading a script and you can tell they're reading a script because it sounds robotic and animated or not animated. It sounds like and then like or they're like not looking at like they're not looking at the right place and I totally get this like it's such a good thing guys that we don't do video podcasts because I can't handle looking at myself and I'm always looking over here at my notes or like ideas or things so like it looked like a crazy person right and like my camera is down at the bottom of my screen so like the idea of having eye contact with you guys like I'm looking at you I'm not looking at the camera which hence when you get these videos back from people and they're looking like crazy eyes all over the screen there's not much Paige can do about that no offense to Paige you have mad skills but she did use Vimeo and she did clean them up and make them look amazing in the future if we did these again I think we would have to like do an actual interview where we got on Zoom, we asked them the questions, had them pause, and then they answered so that it was more like a conversation and more like they were talking directly to us versus talking to a camera because that's just, it. it's hard to do and there is no response. So you don't feel good. And then you're just, all of a sudden you realize you've been talking for five minutes and you don't know if you said anything that made any sense. It happens on the podcast sometimes too. So good thing I have these other four amazing ladies that will help me out when I'm stuck. Well, that's the thing too, is like when they're the only ones talking, they're just staring at a screen, but not really staring at someone because they're just recording. They get a little dead eyed. They kind of look around, but then we tried to do in the video where we'd break it up, where we added some like insert videos of like whatever they were talking about that was related or photos or adding some background music to just make it a little less sterile and a little more interesting. So we tried our very, very best. But yeah, I think we've, we've learned what we would do next time. And I'm learning my skills on Vimeo. So, you know, to each their own, we're trying. We're not video editors by any means. A lot of these things, like Katie was saying, we don't have the budget for a full-time person. And unfortunately, a lot of these fall on marketing. So it's on us to kind of Google it and figure it out. 
And that's just how it is. Google that shit. <laughs> and man, I think all of us have utilized Google to do all of these videos. I know Kelly does a lot of videos on her training side too, that I'm sure she had to figure that out with that whole realm as well. Paige, did you use like a template in Vimeo? Like, did they have templates you could use or something? I feel like that helped a lot. Yeah, there was about 10 different templates that I could use. I used the rainbow one because I thought that was the most colorful and fun. So like during different sections of the video, if it would transition, it would add like this fun video or rainbow theme that would like blend it together. So it wasn't so like, like it wouldn't like move from one part of the video to the other without it being like a little more seamless, if that makes sense. So we tried. So I mentioned in our last episode that we're recording these around the time of the election. I, I can't recall when this is going to go live, but there's been a lot of interviews um, that have been on the news recently with not even like just like the presidential candidates, but people from all over. And I think one thing that I've learned from all the interviews that are happening on the news and whatever recently is that I would much rather someone speak from their heart and be genuine than for me to visibly see you are reading a script. I was watching an interview on Good Morning America the other day, and this was not like a pres. it was like a guy from a company. It was not a presidential candidate or anything, but like I could literally see his eyes moving across the screen. Like he was reading a book. I was like, come on, dude, like the questions that they're asking you in these interviews, like it's not like they're not even like that hard. They're not trying to he wasn't in the spot to be like critiqued or anything. And I mean, well, I guess everyone gets critiqued from interviews, but it's like, come on, dude, like, I don't know if you are reading from a script, at least try to practice and make sure it's not super obvious because there's nothing I hate more than being able to see your eyes just track across the screen back and forth for like five minutes. So I think this is one reason why many of us have not done the video portion of being inter like entertaining on Instagram. We're trying, but I think like none of us are video people at our heart. And I remember trying to do a book one maybe a couple months ago and I didn't script it because I was trying to be like super like fine and chill and whatever. I'm just in my house telling you guys about my books that I recommend. Cool. But when I was like posting it, I'm like, ah, oh, I said the same thing like five times in a row. And I said like 20 times and it was just so hard not to be like, oh, I hate it. I want to delete it. But you just kind of have to go with it and just be genuine. And if you're scripted, people can tell for sure. I haven't told you guys this yet, but when I was editing our last episode, we have so many likes and I am so guilty of this. I sound like a valley girl. I'll be like, like this, like that. It's almost worse than ums, but the software we use, Descript, allows you to remove like the ums, but you have to upgrade to get the extra filler words like like and you know and I told you so and all those extra things. Part of me was just going to go upgrade it because I spent a lot of time cutting all our ums out and it was not worth it. And I was like, I'll just pay the $100 for this because it killed me. It took me way too long because I was like, like, delete, like, delete, like, delete. And I was like, this is horrible. Anyway. When you're looking for it, it's so much more painfully obvious compared to just like listening to an episode. You would not even think twice about 
how many times we might say like. But looking for it when you're editing, it's like, like, <laughs> there we go. You notice it more. We're struggle busing. Can, have you guys seen those videos, though, on Instagram where people actually don't talk? I kind of like them where they're, I don't know if they're dorky, so you guys can tell me we don't have to do them, but they like, they show like five things and they put up their fingers or they put up three things and then they have like their face. So they're showing things and they're like one with like the finger, but they obviously don't say one, right? Obviously you can't see me, so I'm having to say this. (laughs) It's really awkward right now, but, and then they have like a tip or a book or something that shows up like it's like text. I wouldn't be opposed to those because I think they're kind of dorky because they're like playing along, like they're like nodding or pointing to like where the thing is going to appear, but they aren't actually talking, but it's a video that shows their face. I don't know. It could be a happy medium or get us in the realm of showing stupid stuff. Or we could just record them after we've had a lot of wine for drunken marketing, and then I wouldn't really care what I said, so... That's a good idea because reels have been on our list, I think, of something to try and show people like our personality and stuff and get out there more. But my better, my biggest pet peeve with reels is whenever they're pointing in Instagram, it crops you to a square. But when you're recording a reel, it's the full like portrait. So when you're pointing and the, the, the like text is above you, it's like getting cropped. So you actually can't see what they're pointing to until you click the video does that make sense but yeah uh, it's probably more of like a story thing unless you click on it to watch the full one exactly so maybe something for us to try I mean we're getting better at videos so maybe we should you know give it a go (laughs) well now that we've gotten like completely off track all right well if you've had as much wine as we did then you might want to listen to these takeaways so that you know the helpful tips that we did provide throughout this episode of telling you about our failures number one is go into the process with a clear goal and vision of what you want your end product to convey two really dive in and evaluate your vendors ask them about their process their feedback loop what you're working on, change fees, pricing, all of those little details. Three, work in small 30-second increments to avoid headaches and additional failures. Make sure that you write down all of your comments and changes because it's much easier to make those changes after 30 seconds have been done instead of after a two to three minute video that might have already been created. Number five, make sure people aren't reading a script and that they are talking from the heart. An authentic genuine conversation is going to be much better received than someone who doesn't seem super genuine about this topic. And finally, number six, if it's really not working, don't be afraid to pull the plug. No matter how many time or money that you've invested, if it's not speaking to your audience and it's not working or accomplishing your goals, then maybe start to rethink it and restart with a new firm or a new company, whatever it is. Learn from ours. And that's all we have for you today. So if you like us, subscribe, do all that other jazz, follow us on Instagram, and you all know what to do. So cheers. (laughs) You know what to do. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Drunken Marketing. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the ridiculously hilarious and real marketing experiences from the Wine and Whiteboards team. If you haven't checked out our full-length episodes, pour yourself a glass of your favorite vino and join us. 
We share marketing tips and design tips on everything from content marketing to website redesign and so much more. Wondering how you can support the show? If you love our podcast, leave us a review and don't forget to subscribe. Share it with your friends, family, enemies, or whoever else you think would enjoy the Wine and Whiteboards podcast. We're always looking for new listeners to add to our wolf pack. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>